0: Good day to everyone listening to this uh, broadcast. Uh, my name is Olushola Olumide. I'm coming to you with this uh, broadcast or message at such a time like this. Number one, to respond to a questionnaire. Who feels After doing everything possible, things appear not to be working. And the question was that, what have I done? Why is God treating me this way? I don't even understand. Even as I look around to the right, to the left, there appear to be no help, so to say. And also, I am coming with this broadcast to help as many who may be in this dilemma as we speak. It appears everything is not working. It appears the future is bleak. It appears what God even promised you is not uh, being realized. And you are at a spot confused and about to give up about life. I'm going to furnish us with a classic example in the scriptures. And I believe um, it will help encourage you and I encourage everyone who will listen to this broadcast. The classic example is about the man called Joseph in the Bible. Um, he had the gift of dreams and he could interpret dreams. So one of the day the father sent him out to go and look for his brothers who are taking care of the animals of the family, he went out really. By the time he got to where he was meant to meet his brothers, they were nowhere to be found. So he was roaming around there when somebody saw him and said, hello, young man. What are you looking for that you are all alone here roaming? And don't forget at that time, Joseph was just about 17 years of age. He said, I'm looking for my brothers. Oh, the man said, ah, I overheard them saying they are going to Dothan. Joseph could have uh, returned back home. At least he has satisfied part of the assignment. Since he got there, he couldn't find his brothers. He could have gone back home. But he decided to show commitment and faithfulness. He went to Dothan. Maybe to give them food, stuff, to greet them, see how they are fearing, then return message back to his father. Unfortunately, the people you went to see were not having the same mind with him. Oh, they say, Oh, look at him. He's the one coming. He's the one dreaming to become great, greater than all of us. We'll see what to do. We'll kill him. Eventually, um, they didn't kill him. They put him in a pit. And like uh, the questionnaire that led that brought about this podcast, told me that why it appears God doesn't answer prayer. And that's why I have tagged this podcast, When God's silence matters most. When God's silence matters most. And I was trying to share with a person, uh, by the time they put him in the pit, do you think Joseph prayed? Of course, he prayed. Did God answer? I doubt. Even if God answered, will he believe? Would God's answer actually be reasonable? Would that be in tandem with the dream he had? Could God have told Joseph, oh my dear, don't worry. You're on your way to glory land. I'm aware and I'm orchestrating all this. He wouldn't believe. So there's no point talking to Joseph about it. Probably will have prayed and cried. They sold him to the Ishmaelite. He moved on. The Ishmaelite, he got to Egypt, then Potiphar bought him. Why he got to Potiphar's house, he settled down. And I told uh, that my questionnaire that do you know that in all of this Joseph had a positive mental attitude? And I said, do you know, if you are psychologically down, if you are emotionally weak, your productivity level will be poor. For Potiphar to have noticed that Joseph was industrious, he was great, he was good at what he was meant to do. Then Joseph was full of optimism, even though he had this crisis. Even though he couldn't understand this why things could should turn out this way. He focused on what he was asked to do, and he gave his best. So if Joseph had been sad, down, and worn out, unable to be productive, it wouldn't have been God who caused it. In fact, it wouldn't have been Satan who caused it. It would have been the meaning Joseph assigned to the situation of his life. Therefore, when we go through challenges at times, the way we react to our challenges, determines the outcomes we're likely going to get. And I also said, Joseph had the gift of dreams that came with him from heaven. If with the gift of dream, he ascended the throne at 17 to manage the whole of Egypt and probably the, the, the then known world, there was skill sets beyond having dreams that will have been needed to succeed as the prime minister. Dreams alone will not solve the problem globally. So if Joseph was bereaved of other skill sets, it would have been a failure. And if God, if somebody attempt at achieved a particular position, saying God led him there, only for him to be a disaster in that position, that probably would have been magic, not miracle. God gives miracle. yes, yes. There are procedures, there are laid down principles about life. And do you know it was in Egypt, giving his best, he learned administration, he learned management, he learned project management. It was there, he land cultural diversity. It was in Egypt. Joseph learned about conflict resolution. He learned financial management. He learned in human relation, interpersonal skills. Those skills were not part of his giftedness. Those gifts didn't come with him from heaven. He needed to learn. But God probably didn't tell him all this. Joseph would be wondering, ah, why am I like this, like many people do today? Another thing that readily comes to mind was that Joseph got to Potiphar's house gave his best, he settled down, and the man noticed that he was a productive man, he made him the chief servant. Yes, maybe he had one servant under him, or he had 10,000 servants under him, he remained a chief servant. He had no final say. What God had in mind was more than being a chief servant. In fact, Joseph might not have been able to fathom the depth of what God has in mind as the interpretation of his dreams. While he was settling down, crisis erupted again. Potiphar's wife came on board. And I was telling the person that if I were in Joseph's shoe, maybe I would have gone on seven days fasting, binding and loosening. I'm getting on here. Why would this happen to me? And also I did say, do you know that Joseph would have escaped Back to Canaan, being the chief servant, he could have deceived the other people that he was coming. Then, probably sneak away and run back to Canaan. He will have gone ahead of God, and that would have been, that would have spelled disaster. He focused on the job at hand. He gave his best. He learned on the job. He improved, believing that God is on the throne, seeing everything. He wasn't accusing God, even though God was silent. Eventually, he found himself in prison. His assistance was moving from battle worse, from being a servant, now to a prisoner. You also notice, as he got to the prison, he settled down. That positive mental attitude kept following him everywhere. He didn't sit down in the corner crying all day long. Yes, prison was not the best for him, but that was the situation at hand. He faced the reality, he started moving on. He became so productive again that the jailer or the warder saw that this young man, ah, ah, great. Eventually, they co- he committed all the prisoner into Joseph's hand. And because Joseph was at his best, that gave him the privilege to wait on the sheep butler and the sheep baker. Can you see? Giving your best, enjoying where you are on your way to where you are going in life when silence becomes golden, when God chooses not to say anything about your many prayers, it does not mean he's aggrieved with you, if your life is right anyway. It does not mean God is wicked. That does not mean his plan had been aborted, not so. So take notes. While he was waiting on the sheep butler and the sheep baker, they dreams, And I also realized in that place, he must have related well with those guys. It is not just any prisoner who could have walked into the sheep baker or the ship bitler, butler asking them, uh-uh, why are you looking pensive? Your face is not radiant this morning. I'm not sure it's all Tom D. Canary, a prisoner. Could have done that. But because Joseph had been privileged to wait on them, He had related well with them. They have accepted him as one of them, somebody who they could talk to, somebody they could share their minds with, somebody they could rub minds together. It was obvious Joseph was at his best, even though a prisoner. They told him they dreamt. If I were him, maybe I would not have anything to do again with the concept they call dreaming. I got into all this problem, by the way, because of dreams and interpretation of dreams. But Joseph would not do like that, he kept on. He told the sheep butler, tell me, interpretation belongs to God. He was told, lo and behold, the response was positive. So the sheep baker was encouraged, he said his own too. unfortunately it was negative. And Joseph told the sheep butler, as you go, please remind me, recommend me to Pharaoh. And the Bible tells us that for the next two years, it was not remembered. I guess that is a miracle. If he had been remembered, the sheep butler using his office and position to release Joseph, Joseph would have been released into unemployment. He would have wandered probably and would have strayed back to Canaan. Don't forget at that time, no Instagram, no Facebook, no telephone, no Twitter. So, where would they have noticed? By the time Pharaoh eventually had his own dream and they were looking for somebody to interpret his dream, Joseph wouldn't have been anywhere to be found. They wouldn't even know his whereabouts. So God kept him in prison in order to preserve his house address. At least they know where to locate him. He's still in the prison. Eventually, they laid hold on him. And they brought him to Pharaoh. After every other person had tried, and there was no success. And you know in Egypt, whatever the magicians could not do, will be left to the gods. Any problem the Magician could not confront, then that problem must be handled by the gods. So after he interpreted the dreams, Pharaoh looked at him and said, young man, (laughs) I guess there is the spirit of the gods inside you. Eventually, he became the prime minister. That was at the age of 30, 13 long years of service, of learning, of equipping, of retooling, of being prepared for the task ahead. Can you see that when God is silent, it does tell me God has forgotten you. So don't give up on yourself. Don't give up on your dream. Don't give up on the things God spoke to you about. Eventually, they brought him to Pharaoh. They cleaned him up. It was in that same day He got a wife. He got to the throne. In fact, as at the age of 30, his dream was not yet fulfilled because the family had not even started. So, 13 years had gone. He had achieved substantially becoming the prime minister in Egypt. Seven years of plenty went by. Joseph was 37. The dream was not yet fulfilled. Two years into the years of famine, his brethren came. That is nine years plus 13 initial years. It took 22 years before the dream of Joseph was eventually fulfilled. God was silent for the first 13 years, so to say. But he wasn't really silent. He was walking behind the scene. I tell you, your dream, are, your dreams are valid. So pick it up. Don't give up. Don't be brash. Don't accuse God foolishly. Don't give up on yourself. Don't give up on life. When God is silent, it does not mean he's giving up on you. I guess this podcast, podcast, we help somebody. If you have been blessed, please share it with others. No room for depression. No room for negativity. No room for suicide. No room. For giving up in life, God is still at work. Once again, my name is Olushola Olumide. Thank you for your time and please share and pass the message on. Thank you.